This is Historically Thinking's Commonplace Book for July 9th, 2018. A shot of brisk, tingling mouthwash of the past to clear your mind and prepare you for the present day. On this day in 1401, the last of the great conquerors of Central Asia, Timur or Tamerlane, sacked Baghdad after a siege of 40 days. Then, depending on the source you consult, he executed somewhere between 20 and 90,000 inhabitants of the city and did or did not build pyramids with the skulls of the massacred. It's also the date of Hamburg, South, South Carolina massacre, which occurred in 1876, the moment in which the Reconstruction government and any attempt at African-American franchise and self-government were destroyed by organized violence. Paramilitary groups known as the Red Shirts, for the shirts that they wore, set out in the Edgefield District of South Carolina to destroy the Republican political organization and the National Guard composed of former slaves that protected both the schools and the property of formerly enslaved people. It was the first of several acts of successful terrorist violence that would reestablish white supremacy in the American South. On this day in 1850, President Zachary Taylor died after a brief illness. He had joined the U.S. Army in 1808 and served in it until elected president in 1848. The first election he ever voted in was the one in which he ran for president. He won because he was a hero of the Mexican War, old rough and ready, hero of the Battle of Buena Vista. Although he owned a plantation in Louisiana and more than 200 slaves, he was opposed to the expansion of slavery into the new Western territories. He didn't see the point, didn't think he could have plantations there in New Mexico and Arizona and West Texas. And as a strong nationalist, he was resolutely opposed to even the whispered mention of secession. He therefore had the curious problem of being hated by both New England abolitionists and Southern slaveholders. This question of the Western expansion of slavery was the chief focus of Taylor's short presidency. He opposed the introduction of slavery into California or into other parts of the territories taken from Mexico. And for reasons that remain unclear, he kept a distance from Henry Clay's negotiations in Congress, those negotiations that would eventually become the Compromise of 1850. Taylor confined himself to threatening secessionists and anyone who is taken in rebellion against the Union with execution. After the July 4th celebrations of 1850, in which the cornerstone of the Washington Monument was laid, Taylor fell suddenly ill. Newspaper editorialists of the time blamed his diet of fruit and cold milk, which they found insane. His doctors and subsequent physicians have blamed cholera morbus, which is not a disease, but a 19th century term for a collection of symptoms, which includes diarrhea. Taylor died at 10.35 p.m. on July 9, 1850. But now for the interesting part. 140 years later, Zachary Taylor's death was of interest probably to eight or nine professors and a few of his more focused descendants. But sometime in the 1980s, Clara Rising, a professor of humanities at the University of Florida, and a prize-winning novelist, spent a night with Taylor descendants in the old homestead near Louisville. Curious now about the man himself, she read up on him and grew convinced that he had been assassinated. Rising convinced Taylor's descendants to have him exhumed and forensically tested. When his corpse was finally examined, no traces of poison could be discovered. Naturally, many tisked and tutted over the whole episode, 
Rising was a novelist with too good an imagination. It was all unnecessary, etc., etc., etc. And they weren't wrong. But here's the interesting thing. Why don't such exhumations happen more often? Kennedy and the second or the third bullet, the moon landing, 9-11, all of these and many more are the focus of, let's call it, suspicion. To many of us, this suspicion or the grand conspiracy theories that cluster around them seem ridiculous. Yet two conspiracies, one led by Vladimir Lenin, the other by Adolf Hitler, were collectively responsible for over 100 million deaths during the 20th century. So here's the puzzle. What is the historical thinking that we use to separate the death of Zachary Taylor? The fact that accidents happen, that sometimes coincidences occur, and yet there was actually a conspiracy and a plot to establish a Soviet Republic in Russia, and it worked. That's the Commonplace Book for July 9th, 2018. I'm Al Zambone, right in the corner where you are.